Father God, thank you that we get to read your word today and we pray you would feed us today, each one of us, however familiar we are with the Bible. And we ask it in the name of the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Pentecost, which we celebrate today, is the birthday of the church. It's the day 2,000 years ago where God brought his church together and he gave it birth. It's a great day. Katie, I can't fault you there. That's absolutely right. It is the birthday of the church, you see. So very well we may say happy birthday to ourselves. Yes. Um, happy birthday, church. It is the day uh, when Christians have often done baptism. So Christians often love to baptize people on Pentecost because that's where it all began in Jerusalem 2,000 years ago. About 3,000 people got baptized that day. And um, it's a very... Pentecosty feeling to look at people like Kali and Keziah or at Tolua and think, yes, yes, they love Jesus too and they want to get baptized. That's what's happening on the first Pentecost. We heard Ellie read it in Acts chapter 2. Yes. People from Asia and Egypt and Libya and Rome all came and heard the word of God. Exactly. So we're, we're to look at these people and think, they love Jesus too, but they're all a bit different from me but we're all in this together. Amazing. Now, Katie, there are two things which I would particularly love to tell St. Paul's today from 1 Corinthians 12. Um, they are one thing that all Christians do the same and one thing that Christians do differently. Do you think we can pull that off? Okay. Yeah? Okay, let's give it a go. Firstly, one thing that all Christians do the same. Oh, I know. Okay. Ah, yeah. Uh, you know the ones, the fish stickers on the back? Yeah. Um, I know what you mean, but not every Christian is into that. So uh, not everyone has that. Um, oh, all Christians can play the guitar and sing My God is a Great Big God. Ah, uh, you know that song? Uh, I like that song, but I cannot play the guitar for Toffee. So that doesn't hold true. Not every Christian plays the guitar. Uh, all Christians cross themselves. Mm. Or Mm. Or pray in the same way? <laughs> no, everyone just does it slightly differently. There's different styles, aren't there? So that doesn't work. It's not the thing that all Christians do. Shall I tell you? Okay. Uh, in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 3, which we had read, it says that the one thing that all Christians do is say, Jesus is Lord. Got it? Jesus is Lord. Because it says in the Bible, no one can say, Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. So that has to be, that's like a, a one, the one thing that all Christians absolutely have to do. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Okay, um, sorry to interrupt you, very rude of me, but and when you, especially when you're in full flow with something great. But I just want to be sure, it's, it's not like a magic spell or an incantation. You know, abracadabra, you have the Holy Spirit. Not, not that. It's more about the content, the, the, the message that we believe when we, because we say Jesus is Lord. Shall I give you an example? Because you look puzzled, Katie. Um, I'm going to need a little bit of help for this. So I could do with about five people who are willing to stand up because you're a Christian and you say in public today, Jesus is 
Lord. Is anybody willing to take that challenge from me? You've got to stand up and you've got to say out loud, Jesus is Lord. Anybody? Oh, thank you very much. Okay, hold it. I'm going to ask you to go and turn. If you're willing, five, five people stand up. That was perfect. Would you stand up? Uh, thank you. I saw Bill. I saw Ellie's hand go up. Thank you very much. Adam. Okay, that's, that's plenty. Thank you. You can, you can stay. You can stay. But as we have CV, stay, stay. This is most encouraging for me. Uh, this is what a pastor lives for. Okay. So this is how it's going to work. I'm going to come to each of you in turn, and you're going to say, Jesus is Lord, out loud. And the rest of us, I'm going to invite you to, to say, to look at them and say, that is the work of the Holy Spirit. Okay? Should we practice? So I'll go first. Jesus is Lord. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Excellent. Okay, we've got the idea. Okay. Uh, Adam, can we go first with you? Jesus is Lord. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Bill, behind. Jesus is Lord. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Thank you. Uh, yes, madam. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Yes. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Ellie. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Siva. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Alex. That is the work of the Holy Spirit. Round of applause for our volunteers. They had absolutely no warning about that, but it made my heart glad. Yeah. Mm. Just believing that Jesus is Lord. Is that what it means to be a Christian? Yes. And, but, but don't be fooled. I mean, simple can mean deep and profound and beautiful, right? It doesn't have to be complicated. But that's the gospel. Jesus Christ is Lord. So that's, that's why this is the main thing that all Christians do. I mean, shall I give you a real life example of how I think this might work? Um, I, Katie, uh, sometimes get angry, selfishly angry, and sometimes I'm tempted to shout at other people because that makes me feel better and it makes them feel sad, so I feel like I've got even. But if I'm, if I'm a Christian who believes Jesus is Lord, then what, I, what I'm trying to do is say, well, Jesus is Lord, he, he doesn't want me to take it out on other people, so Jesus is Lord, not me, I'm not going to do that. See? Exactly, right. Good example. Or, you know, I think of Christians who live in really difficult countries, maybe where there's a dictator or a bully in charge, and the dictator might ask the Christians to do something that's wrong, and the Christian says, I can't do that. That's them saying, effectively, Jesus is Lord, not you, President Assad, or whoever it may be, you know? Exactly, yeah. So in all these cases, the Holy Spirit enables a Christian to say, Jesus is Lord. That is the word <laughs> Thank you very much. Yeah, very good. Now, um, this is like the touchstone of all the spiritual gifts discussion that, if you may know, happens in 1 Corinthians 12 to 14. So if you're interested in that sort of thing, then this is, this is the way it all starts out. Jesus is Lord. And the Holy Spirit is always interested in turning the spotlight on Jesus Christ. That's who he wants to show to the world. And that's more important with spiritual gifts than the enthusiasm with which they may be performed or the, the fervor or the exact manner in which they happen. So you said that 
Christians do the same. You said there was something that all Christians do differently. Right. Thank you very much. Yeah, we're back on track. So one thing that Christians do the same, Jesus is Lord, they do differently gifts. Mm. And you may have noticed, children, are there some gifts in the room today? Yeah. yeah, where are they? There. There, right, okay, we'll get to that. I'm going to tell you what this is all about because I know you've been asking. It says in the Bible, 1 Corinthians 12 verse 4, there are different kinds of gifts, but the same spirit distributes them. Katie, I think we've got nine gifts here. Could you give them out to nine volunteers? Sure. So if anybody would like a totally free gift then it's up to you. It will involve you reading out one word uh, when the time comes, or you can get a grown-up to read it out if you like. Okay? Nine gifts. You get a free gift. Keep your hand up. Okay. And when you've got a gift, you're allowed to open it. Go for it. I'm going to ask you what's inside. Gift. Can you pass that to Otis? Thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah, yes, some gifts are needed over here. Yeah, oh, there you go, Fitzy. There's a present for you. There we go, did it. We've got nine, nine yeah, gifts I think in, so. in I the think room? So. Okay, you should have, if you've got a gift, you should have a little piece of card and some sweets. Yeah? <laughs> Can you, if you've, if you've got a piece of card, can you hold it up for me so I know who's got them? Okay, I'm going to ask you to read them out. Um, Ada, can you read out what you've got? She's got message of knowledge. Okay, and that's what it says in the Bible reading today. Ada, if you, if you had a message of knowledge gift in real life, that means you're the kind of person who understands the Bible and you understand the world and you're able to relate it to people in ordinary language. So that would mean you are, you are a gift to the church. It's pretty good, isn't it? Um, who else we got? William, you got one? What does it say? Miraculous powers. That's also in our list. So, Will, if you had that in real life, that would mean you are the kind of person who a few times in your life maybe, you are just, um, God does an amazing thing through you. And you're the kind of person who, you might read a Christian biography and you, you read, did that really happen? That's amazing. Miraculous powers at work in that person. So, Will, if you had that gift, you are a gift to the church. Uh, right. Do you know what yours says? Faith. Faith. Yes. So, if you had the gift of faith, then that means that you have this like, steady, passionate trust in God, maybe especially when times are hard. So that, if you've got that gift, you are a gift to the church. Thank you very much. Aya, what have you got? Distinguishing between spirits. Right. So, he's got distinguishing between spirits. That seems to mean that you, if you've got that gift in real life, then you are the kind of person who un, you have an insight on the spirit world, which is all around us, but some people just seem to be more aware of it than others. So you can distinguish between spirits better than the rest of the church. So if you have that, then you are a gift to the church. Yes? The interpretation of tongues. The interpretation of tongues, right. That was a long one to read, thank you. Um, so if you've got that gift in real life, then there's a heavenly language called tongues, which is spoken about in the Bible. And when someone else is praying in tongues, then you would be able to understand what they're saying, even though hardly anybody else can. So if you've got that gift, you're a gift to the church. Uh, Nicola and family. 
speaking, right, so this goes together with this one, right? So if you've got the gift of speaking in different tongues, then um, that is a way of speaking in a heavenly language when you pray. And you don't often hear it in public at our church, but I know some of you have this gift and you use it in private and you enjoy it. So you have the gift of speaking in tongues. So if you had that in real life, guys, that's, wow, that's a gift that God has given you and you're a gift to the church. Felicity. Message of wisdom. That's the one at the top of the list, right? So if you've got that gift, then that means you're a very wise person and uh, you are able to relate that wisdom to others in a message. It's like, remember we were looking at Proverbs last year? So she would be a, a wise person who's able to um, help other people. You're a gift to the church, Felicity. Um, down at the back, yes. Prophecy, right. So prophecy is spoken of in the Bible. That seems to be a gift where you're the kind of person, right, if you've got that gift, you might get a message and you think, I feel this is sort of divine and special. It's a nudge from God, and you might then go and test it out against Scripture, and you might pass it on to someone who needs it. That's prophecy. I'm feeding back, so I'm going to go backwards. Um, yes, Naima, what you got? Gifts of healing. So if you have that gift, then you are the sort of person who, um, when you pray for, for healing, like many of us do, you just get better results. <laughs> so it seems like some people have that gift, and, and they, uh, they have power prayers. So that seems to be what's going on here. So you are a gift to the church, Naima, if you've got that. Did I get everyone? Is there anyone who hasn't read theirs out? Okay. The sweets are for you as a thank you for taking part, so you can eat them now. Thank you very much to all our volunteers. So everyone had a different gift, but can anyone help me out? Maybe some of the kids can help me out. What did Pete say to each person? Mm. Tom, mm. what did I say? I said the same, same thing to every person. <laughs> did you hear it? Again? Say it. A gift to the church. Right, yeah, that's it, you see. Because the gifts aren't meant to be kept all for the person who was given them. They're supposed to be used, and it says this in verse 7, for the common good. Right? So that means they're for everybody. Make sense? Yeah, so if I had the gift of a message of knowledge or um, baking or relating to children. Yes, which you do. Agree? Those of you who know Katie? Yeah. Uh, then I should use it for the whole church. Yes, exactly. In fact, I would encourage you, Katie, because I believe you have those gifts, like, really, don't keep them all for yourself. They're not to be held on too tight. You're supposed to use them for the common good. In fact, I would encourage all of you, whatever your gift is, or gifts, please use them for the sake of the church. They're, they're not just for you to hang on to tightly. You know, it'd be quite weird if Katie just kept all her baking and just kept it all for herself. Uh, it'd be quite weird if she kept all her children's, children's stories and amazing understanding of the Bible and she just enjoyed that greedily all to herself. We, we want her to share it out with the church, don't we? Yes. And so too for all of us, you know, whatever your gifts are, it's for the common good, it's, it's for the church. So if you belong to this church, please use your gifts so that the rest of us can benefit. The church is at St. Paul's Harangay is weaker if you hang on to that and you don't share it around. And if you are visiting today and you normally belong to a different church, please go and use your gifts back at your other church because the, the whole church worldwide is weaker. It has less going for it if the Christians hang on to their gifts and they don't use them for the common good. 
if someone doesn't know what their gift is? Ah, well, if that's the case, then I would suggest they ask God, because he, he would love to show them what their gift is. Um, I think they could ask other people, because other people around you can often tell you straight away, oh, well, you're really good at this and this, and this is your gift. And also, I would expect it to grow. Like, for instance, with Tolowo and Kali and Keziah, they are gifted people who are very good at things, but I would expect them, even over time, to grow and discover God's will for their life and what they're really good at and what they want to give their whole life to for Jesus. And the list we looked at today, those nine presents, they're not exhaustive, the Bible names other ones, and they're also not static, so people, people grow over time as they discover new things that they're passionate and gifted at. So Katie, we need to wrap this up. Uh, can I ask you what you learned today? The Holy Spirit, he lets all Christians say that Jesus is Lord, but gives them different gifts. Yes, spot on. Should we pray together? Father God, you're a, you're a good God. Not, not content with just giving us your son, you gave us your Holy Spirit so that we could say Jesus is Lord together this morning. And then you gave us these amazing gifts. Would you... Show us all, Father, all of us who belong to Christ, what our gifts are and how we can use them for the common good. Pray for anyone here, Father, who's just feeling their way in this and they're they're new, they'd love to help, but they don't yet know what gifts you've given them. What an exciting journey for them to be on. We pray in particular, of course, for Kali and Kaziah and Tolua, that you might show them their gifts and show them with great joy how to use them in their life for Christ. For we ask it in his name. Amen. Amen.